Congressman Nels is the former sheriff of uh, Fort Bend County in Texas. He represents Texas's 22nd con- congressional district now. And actually, maybe I should change that. Congressman, are you in Texas or are you in D.C. for tomorrow's big vote? I'm in Texas right now, but I catch a flight this afternoon, head up to the swamp where I will be voting a hard no on the Inflation Reduction Act. What a joke. Just put billions and billions of more dollars instead on the American people. Shameful. Shameful, Bob. It is, uh, it is that. It is all of that. Uh, and I, I've been calling it the Inflation Production Act, actually, because I think it's going to produce more. And in fact, most co- economists have said the same thing. But that's secondary for the moment, uh, Congressman Nels. I, wa- I do want to talk about that, and I want to talk about the IRS uh, uh, weaponization as well. But I want to talk about President Trump first. You have a new book out. It's called The Big Fraud, What Democrats Don't Want You to Know About January 6th, the 2020 election, and a whole lot else. Now we can add to that what they probably don't want you to know about Mar-a-Lago and the raid on the former president's home on Monday. We found out today, or at least I found out this morning, that there was a subpoena that President Trump received back in the spring requesting documents for the National Archives belonging to the National Archives, as it was worded, and that on January, or excuse me, on June 3rd, President Trump and his attorneys cooperated fully, greeting them as they came to Mar-a-Lago. They gave them everything that they wanted. They let them see anything that they wanted, including his personal storage locker. And all of this was done by a simple subpoena, and everything was, was, was just fine. So Congressman Nels, if they know that the president cooperates with subpoenas, why did they have to go in there with 40 FBI agents, a big rider truck, and spend nine and a half hours raiding his compound in an unprecedented move against a potential political opponent? Well, what we do know is the Trump family, the Trump uh, organization has been cooperating to make sure that if there are any documents that need to be in the archives, that they will work with the DOJ and produce those documents. But this is more than just about the documents. I think there's connections with January 6th. I think there's connections with DOJ, the FBI. Listen, they do not want, Joe Biden knows it, the Democrats know it, they do not want to have to face Donald Trump in 2024. So they're going to get this liberal judge who was a big supporter of Obama. They get a little probable cause. They find a pickup pal. So they found the liberal judge to approve the warrant. And then they go into Mar-a-Lago. They're looking for more than just a few documents and a few boxes. They were looking for anything, anything they could find to tie Trump to some type of a criminal violation of law so they can get a federal indictment, right, to get a federal indictment and try to prevent him from coming back in 2024. It's not going to work, folks. Trump's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, I completely agree. That is, um, you know, what was obvious to me because of what they did to Scott Perry on Tuesday. They go into Mar-a-Lago. They take all of these documents, they boxes and boxes of things. They don't look through them on the premises to see if it's something they need. They just take those uh, those items. And then the next day, they seize the phone, also with a warrant, of Scott Perry, the chair of the uh, Freedom Caucus. And so it, it makes it. And, and he, of course, was one of the very first targets of the January 6th unselect committee. So it, it, it would be just too coincidental that they go into Trump's home looking for Lord knows what one day before seizing the phone of a guy that they've already targeted for January 6th. It's pretty coincidental if they're not looking for something specific that they can char- indict or charge him with related to the quote unquote insurrection that has them so preoccupied. 
That's right. They're in the fourth quarter. The Democrats realize that, you know what, we're just a couple years away from the presidential election. They've tried to destroy Trump in, over the past five years, if not longer, in, in Russia collusion, the hoax then, and the impeachment one, impeachment two. And, and Donald Trump is Teflon, man. Everything bounces off of him. So he's not sweating this. He's not worried about this. He's prepared. He's had the Democrats coming after him for the past five years because they want to keep him off the ballot. But they're in the fourth quarter. They're realizing once Donald Trump makes that announcement, he's running for president, it's going to be a little bit too late because the American people are smarter than that. They're smarter than that. When Donald Trump announces he's running for president, he's the leader of our party, no question about it. He will be the Republican nominee, and he'll be the 47th president. And it scares the hell out of them, Bob. It scares them to death. They do not want to deal with Donald Trump in 2024 because he will annihilate them all, whether it's Sleepy Joe, Kamala. Hell, they're thinking about Mayor Pete in that race, too. Uh, Donald Trump will take them all on, and he'll beat them. Uh, we're talking with uh, Congressman Troy Nels from Texas, uh, Texas's 22nd congressional district, also a former sheriff down in the uh, Lone Star State. Um, you know, you're, you're right. I completely concurred that they're terrified of him because there, there's no other way to describe um, uh, an organization. And I'm talking about the DNC and I'm talking about all of their uh, supporters and all of their minions to, to engage in the collusion hoax. To engage in bogus impeachment number one, bogus impeachment number two, then January 6th, which they continue with right now, and now this, it just it just, it symbolizes that they are terrified of him and they have to take him out in some way, shape, or form before he can win re-election and then bring hell and rain hell down upon them. Not in an act of vengeance, Congressman Nels, but in an act of oversight and truly cleansing. And I don't want to overuse the phrase drain the swamp, but I mean truly bring accountability to the those who are who are using our, our government in such corrupt ways and that's all you can call this is corruption absolutely and that's what this administration they've done uh to the doj to the fbi shame on all of them garland i mean he is just he's got to go uh christopher ray and these others they have weaponized these these alphabet these these organizations the fbi and others to go after uh, a political uh, opponent and people that have a dissenting point of view. They've been after Donald Trump, as I said earlier, for years. And look at that Russia collusion. And the sad part about it is there's a two-tier justice system. There's Donald Trump and certain Republicans that are guilty until proven innocent. And nobody's looking at Hunter. Could you imagine, Bob, if Hunter's last name was Trump? Oh, my goodness gracious. Every day, every morning you'd have your coffee, and every dinner when you're having your glass of wine, they would have up on the fake news and the dishonest media, Donald Trump is compromised. His family's compromised. His son's a crackhead. She's got, he's got prostitutes in, a, in the room, all that other stuff. But they cover for this administration. It is so shameful, so hypocritical, this administration and this dishonest media. But Donald Trump's coming back. Bob, I was with him the other day up there in Bedminster. We had a little meeting with him, and he's pumped up. He's excited, and he's ready for battle. So am I. Um, Congressman Troy Nels is our guest. His new book is called The Big Fraud, What Democrats Don't Want You to Know About January 6th, the 2020 Election, and a whole lot else. I want to ask you a question about a whole lot else that I'm interested in, only because you just brought up Hunter Biden. You know, I, I'm, I'm watching this terrible, terrible atrocity take place in Ukraine. 
I, of course, oppose Vladimir Putin, and I oppose the Russians, and I oppose their incursion into Ukraine and their attempt to destroy that country and stop NATO expansion and all of the other things that we know that it's all about. But Biden and the Democrats are spearheading this hundreds of billions of dollars collectively uh, going to, in fact, I don't know if it's over a trillion dollars or where the number is, but going to Ukraine. I cannot help but wonder if Hunter Biden's millions of dollars that he made on the board of Burisma, that Ukrainian energy company, to do nothing because he didn't speak Ukrainian and he knew nothing about energy. He had absolutely no business being on that board whatsoever, but they paid him millions of dollars. And and I think everybody agreed the reason was to get access to the uh, to the um, Obama White House through Vice President Joe Biden. I'm wondering if Biden isn't sending them all of this money that they want, which may not be in the best interest of the United States, despite our opposition to Putin, to keep the Ukrainians from from blowing the whistle on what they know about Hunter Biden and his dealings with them. What are your thoughts on that? You know, Bob, that very well could be. But I, I do know this. I was one of 57, 57 that mm-hmm. voted against sending Ukraine tens of billions of dollars. I think it was the first bill we had was like over $40 billion. I'm like, why are we sending Ukraine $40 billion? You know, you want to talk about uh, an unsecure border, you know, Russia at their border going into Ukraine. I'm thinking about what, what about our own southern border? How come we're not putting the American people first? So I was one of 57 that voted against it because this administration, there is no exit strategy as it re- relates to Ukraine. And I'll guarantee you this, we're going to end up rebuilding that country. And Zelensky, you know, he came out strong like he's just a great Superman. He's a he's a hero over there, this and that. But I'm kind of getting concerned about him because he's out there talking and doing doing photo shoots with Vogue. You're at war, sir. You are losing troops in the Ukrainian army, and you're doing pictures and photo shoots with Vogue magazine. Come on. I, so I'm starting to question uh, uh, President Zelensky. But we do know that under Donald Trump, Putin never went into Ukraine. Putin went into Ukraine under Obama when he went into Crimea in 2014 and took over Crimea. Correct. And then Putin goes back in under this spineless leader we have uh, because of Joe Biden, because he exploits weakness. We didn't have that under Donald Trump. Thank you, by the way, for the correction. I, I, I do not want to be guilty of what Democrats do, and that's hyperbole and exaggeration. I literally said hundreds of billions, and I was wrong. It is, uh, I think so far the latest number I saw was a total of about $54 billion have been sent by the United States to Ukraine. That's the latest number that I have. So, uh, so I'll be right. accurate on that's that. Right, but but still, uh, you know, again, the question remains, why are they so willing to do that? And as you say, they're going to pay for the rebuild as well. And I feel like there are some, there are some backdoor deals going on there because of Hunter's association with Ukraine. Ukraine and Burisma. Now, having said that, let's talk about one of the elements of your book, and it's the first part in the title, which is January 6th. You've watched this whole, you know, dog and pony show, this kabuki theater, do call it what you want to call it, this uh, this clown show that they have been running. Congressman, I call it um, the first trial in American history in which there were nine prosecutors and zero defense attorneys that were allowed to speak, because that's what this has been. Now, you, they put it on primetime television. They've produced it. They literally hired ABC News executives to make this TV friendly so that everybody can get a, get a look at this and everybody can see how evil Donald Trump was in orchestrating an insurrection. Now, you wrote about it in the book. What do you have to say? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I was one of the five uh, that Leader McCarthy picked to be on that select committee. You know, the majority, Nancy got eight, and and Kevin McCarthy was going to get five. 
He chose me to be one of the five, the only freshman that would have been on that committee, uh, and, and I would have been honored to do it. I, I have done a, a great deal of research into January 6th, which was really nothing more than a law enforcement failure, but I detail a lot of this in two chapters of my book. Uh, but, but January 6th could have been prevented. Uh, the, the intelligence community within the leadership of the Capitol Police that had all the intelligence, the FBI was sending messages. We all knew that it was going to get to be a very, very ugly situation, and they did nothing to stop it. They did nothing to prevent it. They, 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 uh, they, it's like they allowed it to happen, a peaceful protest, which Donald Trump said in his speech at the Ellipse, let's peacefully march up to the Capitol, turned into a riot because you got the FBI involved and there were, there were Antifa and there were others there. And, and that's what the Antifa does. They get some of those agitators in there and they just turn a peaceful, pro, a peaceful a protest into a riot like they did in the summer of 2020. And so I, I highlight a lot of this in the book. But January 6th, folks, was a law enforcement failure. It should have never happened. It was delays with the National Guard. And everybody wants to blame Trump. It's not working, folks. It's not working. But Trump's endorsed the book because he realizes that this is really the first real, true, objective point of view on the counter narrative of this sham committee. And that's why he's proud to to endorse the book, support the book, and it's going to get up on social media on his uh, true social tomorrow. He's excited and so am I. That's terrific. Congratulations on that. We're talking to Congressman Troy Nels from Texas. Um, you know, when the second part of that, of course, is the 2020 election. And everybody has talked about this, uh, you know, until they're blue in the face about the fraud. And we have seen 2,000 mules. And we have seen all kinds of evidence in different states that could have been the difference maker. And yet the response from the left is bogus. You're crying and, and, and inventing things because guess what? You were defeated 60-plus times in court. Every time they challenged uh, that there was fraud in this election, it was defeated in court. Now, I know that's not the truth because so many of these courts refuse to, to even hear the cases because of standing. But they claim that 60 times plus uh, Trump's claims of a fraudulent 2020 election were proven wrong by courts of law. How do you address that in the book, Congressman? Well, what, what I do know is this, is that there were several states, and you look at some of the swing states, the, the Pennsylvanias, obviously the Georgias, the Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona. I objected to Arizona and Pennsylvania. And when you take a deeper dive into that, you look at Pennsylvania, and that Supreme Court said, oh, we're gonna, uh, we'll count ballots three days after, uh, after uh, the November 3rd election. And what that did is when you start counting ballots, and there is a history, of voter fraud and absentee and mail-in ballots. And it was just so quite clear. It was so evident. But what these liberal governors and mayors and even county clerks and all these people did is they did it under the name of COVID with the emergency declaration. Wisconsin, look at Governor Evers. Governor Evers, his safer-at-home policy was, he said that everybody can just get a ballot by mail, and, and if, if you say you're indefinitely confined, we don't worry about signature verifications or pictures. They got 1.3 million, 1.3 million absentee and mail-in ballots, and they rejected two-tenths of one percent, not even 3,000 of the 1.3 million ballot by mail in the state of Wisconsin. Joe Biden gets 20 more thousand votes in that entire state. It was fraud, folks. The election was rigged in the name of COVID. So... So, so let me let me fast forward now because we're a little short on time here, Congressman Troy Nels. Let's fast forward to November. We're roughly ninety days out. 
there are a lot of people who feel like this is going to be repeated. And I know some states have. Wisconsin shored up their election integrity laws. They banned the drop boxes. I know some other states have done some things, too. But there are a lot of people who believe that the Democrats know the fix is in in November again. Otherwise, how would they justify ticking off millions and millions of Americans by hiring 87,000 IRS agents to climb up everybody's behinds, uh, uh, passing a $700 billion, $740 billion tax and spend bill during a recession while we're dealing with record inflation, while the border is wide open? All of this stuff is going on, and they seem unconcerned. They're doing all of, they're raiding Donald Trump's home 90 days before an election. My wife even asked me, aren't they worried about November? And I thought, you know, they ought to be. And maybe they're not. And maybe Congressman Nell's the reason they're not is because the same thing that was done in 2020 is in place again. Is that crazy? Well, I, I yes, we all should be concerned about the election integrity with what we saw in the election in 2020. And Yes, we need to be perked up. Our ears need to be to the ground, our eyes wide open uh, with 2022 and 2024. But I have to tell you that 2022 is going to be a red wave for the Republican Party. Listen, this administration, he's had a, what, 30, 33 percent approval rating. And we know why, Joe Biden, because, number one, look at all the policies and the results of your policies. Our southern border, Ukraine, Afghanistan, inflation, gas. I mean, you could just go on and on and on. And so I think that we're going to have a very successful 2020, uh, 2022 here. We're going to win the House. Not sure about the Senate. But then we have to take care of it. We have to have certainly many, many investigations into the DOJ, the FBI, into Hunter, uh, Nancy, all of it. We need to look at all of it. And, yes, we all should be concerned about our elections and, and make sure that we have fair and secure elections. And, uh I think that some states have done better than others as it relates to shoring up the laws and the rules. But as long as Joe Biden's the president, he's going to claim that now monkeypox is a national emergency. It wouldn't surprise me if they come out and say, everybody, we're going to lock you in your house. We're going to segregate and quarantine uh, and everybody get a ballot by mail. That wouldn't surprise me with this guy. No, me neither. Because of all the reasons you just said, all the oversight and all of the investigations, you guys, if you win, are going to uh, are going to facilitate once you take over. They know that, and I feel like they will do anything and everything to stop that, including cheat again. Which is why, you know, I agree with you. If there, if there are free and fair elections here, we will win in a landslide. We will win in a tsunami or whatever phrase you want to use. But I worry about the free and fair election part because we've been burned before. The book is called The Big Fraud, What Democrats Don't Want You to Know About January 6th, the 2020 Election, and a whole lot else. The author is Congressman Troy Nels, working very, very hard on on behalf of the people of Texas and, quite frankly, on behalf of the people of this country. Congressman, I wish you the very best with the book. Thank you very much for your time. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Bob. It's on Amazon. You and I have a mutual friend, Matt Patrick. You and I have spoken before. God bless Matt Patrick. I didn't know if you remembered that. I didn't know if you oh, remembered that we had spoken before, so I didn't. That's why I didn't bring Absolutely. it up. We've spoken on on KTRH down there in Houston, so yeah, yeah, we have, yes, and uh, and God bless you for that. Thank you for the uh, for the reminder of that too, and we appreciate it. We'll talk to you again, sir. Yes, sir. God bless. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.